0: Carla, 13-4 uh, and four on the season, 8-2 and two in conference play. You guys have won three straight games before you're heading on the road this weekend to Wayne State and Augustana. Before we talk about those matchups and the rest of the NSIC, the last time I talked to you, you were about a couple weeks away from going down to Missouri, playing a really quality Central Missouri team, uh, about a couple weeks away from going to Hawaii and playing a couple of really competitive top 25 ranked teams out there and then boom, you had Northern State to start the conference schedule. So 13 13-4, 8-2 on the year. You can't complain about that, I would say, uh, Coach. So what are some of the early traits about your team that you like now that you're at this midway point in the season, Carla?
1: Well, definitely
2: in the in the 13 wins, I, I think that we've uh, rebounded the ball pretty well um, and, and taken care of it and played pretty consistent. Now, in the four losses, uh, two being in overtime, and then one uh, I think it was a, a six-point loss, but really it was a two-point game. Um, and then we got beat pretty handily out at Mary. Um, you know, I think the the big issue there was fall trouble and then just kind of being beat at our own game. So I think, uh, you know, for the most part, we played c- pretty consistent basketball. When we've been really good, we're a really good basketball team. And when we've been bad, um, I think we've been really bad. So, uh, again, it's just trying to find some consistency. But uh, the one thing I do really like that, that's happening is that our sophomores are are playing pretty good basketball so that's good to see
0: and you know you go on that long road trip and i know you may mention that the girls worked for that trip to to hawaii in terms of what they did off the court for some fundraising and making sure that as a team you, you had all the financials to go out to you know Hawaii how was that trip and then did you just kind of see early on the season with some new girls coming into the team uh the team just kind of bond a little bit is that what one of those road trips is like because on the way back I saw that you guys had to go to Winnipeg then drive down on a bus so so you guys got a little bit a uh, taste of North America here Carla
2: well pretty much uh you know the 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 trip to Honolulu yeah we do all the fundraising for that and uh you know it's a it's a great opportunity kind of a once in a lifetime deal for some of these guys to to, to see what Honolulu and Waikiki and all those things are all about. And so it's, it's a lifetime experience right there. Uh, the competition was excellent. Uh, we got to face some teams that uh, are pretty athletic, top 25 teams, two of them were, and uh, probably play against some, some teams and some uh, systems that we don't really see here in our league. Uh, so that challenged us. Uh, we did get into some fall trouble, and uh, I think that's what cost us one of those games um, against UC San Marcos. And then UC San Diego is probably one of the more athletic teams that we've played. So uh, we lost that game by six. We lost the San Marcos game by two in overtime. Uh, you know, And, I again, I think it was a great experience as far as just seeing some different um, programs and how they play across the country. And West Coast very athletic, so that was that was great. Uh, did I like losing? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, but in turn, I think it was uh, I think it'll benefit us somewhere down the line to see that kind of to see that kind of, how those teams operate. They run some Princeton offense, some high post offense. So they space the floor very well, and you don't see a Princeton offense in our league at all. So uh, you know, I felt like it was advantage, but the travel itself was tough uh you know it basically flying back from Honolulu we flew into Vancouver from Vancouver into Winnipeg and then bused home uh and that so you go from 85 degrees in Honolulu to a snowstorm coming back from Winnipeg so it was really quite interesting and i do think that that kind of took its toll the travel did on us uh and, and we got a little fatigued heading out to Bismarck and Minot um but again you have to to figure out how to get yourself ready to play no matter where what, what the situation is.
0: And probably one of those things where once you get to the NSIC tournament, you don't know where you're going to go once you get to the NCAA tournament. So – Kind of with that, a little bit more travel. Not as far of travel like going to Hawaii and Vancouver no. and Winnipeg, but very similar to that. Again, we're talking with MSUM women's basketball head coach Carla Nelson here on our Wings and Rings coaches showing. Carla, I take a look, and you may mention uh, of some of the sophomores that are developing into their game, and one of them, well, not too far uh, from your campus when she was playing high school basketball, that's Natalie Steichen, 68 assists. Already, Carla, in, uh, what is it, about 17 games he played, she's averaging almost eight points per game. What do, you about, what do you like about Natalie Steichen's game?
2: Well, I just see her getting more and more comfortable, more confident. Uh, you know, I think she's doing a great job of finding people, creating opportunities for her teammates. And then, you know, she's scoring the basketball, whether it be uh, to the rim, her jump shot, or knocking down that three. Uh, again, I think the game is slowing down for her in a, in a more confident way and uh, she's just making us a better basketball team right now. So hopefully she can uh, keep growing her game. And, you know, each and every week she sees some different things that uh, she probably didn't get a chance to see last year. So, uh, you know, it's still a learning experience, but, yeah, we're really liking the things that she's doing for us.
0: I know every player is different that comes into your system. Whether it's maybe a guard who you're asking to handle the rock, maybe you're just asking someone to be a spot up shooter early on as they develop their game, or possibly uh, be a back down post player, which maybe you don't see too much of in the game anymore because you gotta. Everyone's got to shoot the three, Carla. It doesn't matter if you're five foot or seven foot. You want to hit that twenty plus footer. But when girls come into your system, how long do you think it, does it take for girls to understand? Okay, it's not travel basketball. It's not what I saw in my. Senior year of high school. This is a different level and a different step up from maybe what I saw at the high school or, or again, traveling basketball level. Carla,
2: I think on average it takes that that two years, probably. Uh, you know, some I think adjust a little bit more quickly, uh, but for the most part, I think you're you're looking at two years or that year and a half. Once they come back from Christmas break, their their sophomore year, you would expect that they would be they've pretty much seen it all now uh but you know really on our roster for uh as we head head to Wayne State in Augustana, the interesting thing is uh our juniors have never played at Wayne, so it's uh again just getting familiar with the travel facilities, things like that so uh you know it it, it is a process but and one thing I will say is um I think some kids just adjust more quickly than others and you know, the the sooner they can adjust, the more playing time they're going to get. So that's pretty much as simple as I can make it.
0: You know, the Dragons, as we mentioned, thirteen and four overall, eight and two in the NSIC play. You've kind of already reached that midway point, and you're going down the other end at least for the regular season. How do you make yep. sure with the conference grind and now playing teams a second time around, some in the N- NSIC North, uh, that you're not hitting a low point or fatigue point of the year? Do you ever have to deal with that? on a yearly right. basis, or does it really just depend on the team? Because I know when you talk to coaches, they say, we could bring one new girl in and lose one girl, and the team has maybe a little bit different personality than the year before with the addition of a player or possibly a coach. So how do you not hit that low point or fatigue point of the year and not let it affect you once you get to this time with still 12 conference games left, Carla?
2: Well, you know, first of all, I think we've already hit a low point, which was that trip to Bismarck and Minot. You know, the other thing is, Coming off a of Christmas break, I felt like we were a little sluggish. You know, there. You know, I think each team has its kind of its own characteristics, and it's just to try to uh, accommodate those characteristics and how you practice. I, last year, I felt like we we could grind out pretty games. Uh, we could grind out uh, ugly games. Um, and this year, it's kind of it's still kind of a work in progress. I don't know if there's. Uh, any one thing. Uh, We've tried lots of things. Uh, Right now, we're into, we just started the semester now. And Mondays, we have a light practice. Tuesday, we're already done with practice. We practice in the morning. So it'll be interesting to see as we get into the semester and kind of having some different practice times, how we adjust to that. But there's no doubt that the older you get, the more you, the better feel a coach will have. And then you'll you'll kind of know what you're going to get, but when you're a young team, having only two seniors, um, you know I still don't really know what we're going to get. So I think it's a, a work in progress, but uh, you know, I try to make Mondays light just to to try to keep them fresher throughout the week, because Friday you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday is a grind. There's no doubt about that in our league.
0: And I was going to ask you the next thing, you know, with with NSIC and it's been this way since even the NCC days and Division II for a lot of teams that remember the Mankatos and the St. Cloud States going up against the NDSUs and UNDs of the world. And it's Mm -hmm. been this way for the NSIC where you play games on Friday, Saturday, you know, you, you might get back to back home games or you got a two, three, four, five hour bus ride to your next game. And then you got to play literally 20 hours after you probably got the final whistle. Off in your next game, so do you like that as a coach? Understanding that once you get to conference play, you're not going to play a random date uh, Carl, on a Tuesday, then Thursday, then maybe play on a Sunday that you know Fridays and Saturdays. Once you get to conference play, is kind of go time, so to speak. Yeah,
2: I mean, I I'm old school. You know that I played at the University of North Dakota, and we played on Fridays and Saturdays. I, since I've been at MSU Moorhead, uh, the head coach, that's pretty much been kind of the the same thing here um you know we've played fridays and saturdays and we have a pretty good routine that we've used over the years and uh, yeah i like that and you know if you're home for the weekend you're home and if you're away you're away so it's it's there's some consistency you kind of know what to expect you have that routine down you know the only thing is your bus trip on the road from one opponent to the next might be longer one trip might be shorter one trip um So, yeah, I I do like that consistency. Uh, We have an idea of we we have kind of a protocol how we prepare for each team during the week, and then that just sets us up for Friday and Saturday. So, yeah, you know, I'm not a big advocate for uh, uh, moving away from Fridays and Saturdays. I think fans, it's easier for fans to Mm -hmm. uh, take in games on Fridays and Saturdays. But I'm old school, so – uh, you know, maybe down the road there will be some games that will move from a uh, Friday-Saturday to a Thursday-Saturday or a Wednesday-Saturday type thing. Uh, we'll have to see how that goes. But, yeah, I would like to see... um I would like to see this, the league kind of stay status quo.
0: Last thing for MSUM Women's Basketball Head Coach, Carla Nelson. Your opponents this weekend, Carla, again, Wayne State 11-5 and five on the season, Augustana at 8-6. and six. Both are in the South Division of the NSIC. So what are you going to see Friday and Saturday night, respectively, down in Nebraska and in South Dakota, Carla?
2: Well, you're going to see uh, both teams that like to get out in transition. You're going to see uh, Wayne, Wayne State is a little bit more physical than Augustana. Uh, so we'll have to deal with that, but they like to get out in transition, and then Augustana is going to press and play some uh, different presses and into some different zones, so you're going to have to handle that. So rebounding and ball security and then transition defense will be uh, big parts in those games, and hopefully we can make some shots
0: Carla, as always, I thank you very much for your time. I'm glad the trip, at least they got you going to Wayne first and back to Sioux Falls instead of doing the short route first and then doing the long route back. So, So best of luck this weekend, respectively, and we'll talk to you down the line, okay? Hey, thanks for having me, Chase. With us now, Thompson, Tommy, Head Girls Basketball Coach, that's Jason Brandon. Jason, uh, you know, you, I always look in Class B basketball, and I'll just be full disclosure. I was a Fargo Shanley graduate. I was a Class A uh, person growing up, but I know there's that always that adage of you're Class B or you're from Class A, but the one thing I think that Class B has it right is at least scheduling because class A, you got to go through a double round robin. You barely have any non-conference games. Whether you want to play someone in Minnesota or a Class B team or or anything, we're in Class B. You can maybe dip into Minnesota. You can dip into other non-regions. Heck, you can make a mini tournament at some point early in the year and travel to Minot or Bismarck and play competition. <laughs> And your squad has done it uh, yet again here, uh, Jason. Playing some pretty good teams from Langdon. I know you got Kindred coming up. You've already played Central Cast. You already made your trip out to the Magic City. I just love that Class B does it, Jason.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right, Chase. You know it, it makes for a fun situation. I remember, you know, six, eight, ten years ago, and we we kind of did do that uh, doubleheader as well, where we'd play each team in our district twice, maybe a region, and you know, eventually it got to where we decided we wanted to look outward a little bit and pick up some of these top dogs, you know, uh, the four winds, the Langdon kindreds, as you mentioned. And we figured that they would definitely help our program because it would help kind of lay that baseline and, and they'd help kind of, uh, expose a lot of our, our, uh, low points and things that we need to work on. And, and, you know, I think right now, you, you know, you know, you're not going to go probably undefeated very often <laughs> at all. And, uh, you know, playing those teams, but it's making you a better team. And that's really been beneficial to our entire program.
0: I know you still got Mayport CG before you got Kindred, but you mentioned undefeated. Well, Kindred, they've won 24 straight games. The last time they lost to anybody, that was January the 12th of 2019, Jason. And it was to your squad in triple overtime. So one, what do you remember about that triple overtime game against Kindred last year in January? And just what does it say to your point, that Kinder has been able to rattle off twenty four straight wins. It's been a while since the Bishop Brian days of the Gabby Bull, Hannah Stewart, Maddie Wald. I mean, they just had you know talent on that team. But what's it say about uh, that you got someone now in the mid twenties with a winning streak going on right now in Class B girls basketball, where we've seen a lot of parity in the last couple of years?
1: Yeah, that's just a pretty phenomenal number right there. You know, it's a combination of multiple things. Obviously, they've got a lot of talent, and and they know how to play. They're athletic. They're well coached they run a a great program to where you know they're running the system that's definitely beneficial to the skill level and the kids that they have so you know coach Brandt does a really nice job there she uh she gets a lot out of them you know you watch her coach and she's fiery she's not afraid to to push kids to their breaking point and I think that definitely uh is getting a lot out of their kids as well but you know that many wins in a row that's that's unbelievable the fact that uh The last loss was us last in that triple overtime game. What I remember most about it was how bad I had to pee by then in that (laughs) second overtime. And and how was I going to make it through another four minutes? But uh, (laughs) it was definitely a fun game. You know, um, it kind of come down to where everybody just kind of went toe to toe. Everything was kind of out the window. And, you know, by that point, we had a pretty good grasp of what they were doing. They had a good grasp of what we were doing. And, you know, I guess at the end of the day, we just kind of come down and and, uh, hit some Free throws, if I remember correctly, that were kind of big and finished it off for us.
0: I know when I look at your squad this year, the Thompson Tommies in the latest poll, ranked number 6, your one loss this season, is to uh, Langdon, the number 2-ranked team in Langdon area, M.O.R. Munich, and you got four seniors, and one of them, uh, Macy Jordan. I know she got some accolades on the volleyball court uh, not too long ago, but what does she and the other four seniors bring to this year's Thompson uh squad, Jason?
1: Well, they bring that that good leadership value that we look so much for um you know macy's a good basketball player macy's not a quiet person she gets on that floor and where i really really appreciate her the most is on the defense end you know she's you know she had to uh slide into a post position for us this year where she's very undersized but you know she goes out there and she's physical and she's always talking communicating she uh, is always letting her teammates know what's coming you know um you know just does a super job of that you know and, and the other three as well you know Storby, Cunningham, herbert they're all girls that have been uh, playing up with us now for three, four years, and they just understand the game. They understand our concepts and our systems so well. And, and uh, I think what I'm most proud of and one of the things that we, we value in our program is that, you know, good leadership doesn't create more followers. It creates new leaders. And I think this year these girls are definitely uh, doing a great job of taking over those leadership roles and, and kind of pushing all the things that we value in our program.
0: Thompson Girls basketball head coach Jason Brend with us here. And Jason, I was just looking at your your stats the last couple of years in terms of winning and losses and where you finished twenty three and three two years ago last year, twenty two and five. This year you're off to ten and one, which is a 53 win and nine losses if you account the last two years and this year so you've had success within this program and even before that as well getting to state battling with the park river fordville lankins and the graftons in your region but what is it about the last couple of years that's just brought the best out in thompson tommy girls basketball right now well that's that's a great question you know I, we,
1: we've been very fortunate to have some really good athletes and they're kids that not only, you know, want to succeed, but they're willing to work and put in that extra time to succeed. You know, they're not only just good athletes, but they're good students as well. And they understand, um, in our case, you know, the game of basketball. You know, they're, they're willing to learn. We watch a lot of breakdown, or excuse me, we break down and watch a lot of film, and you know, they're able to pick things out and understand different concepts and such. And I really think that's a big part of it. You know, it's something that's kind of been developing over multiple years. And just each year seems to get a little bit, little bit better. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just really happy with those steps forward that we're making now. Are we always going to be the best team or, you know, anything like that, the biggest team or whatever, not even close to it. But at the same time, I always feel confident going in the games and we, we could get beat by 40 points, who knows, but I always feel confident because our kids have a pretty good grasp of what to expect from our opponents and the have a decent idea on what we need to do to break those um, things that they do well.
0: I know in Region 2 you've been fortunate to play at a really nice facility at the Betty, and last year the entire state – Got to probably learn a little bit more about the Betty, and there was a lot of great atmosphere, a lot of crowds that came out from rugby to Kidder County to other parts. Obviously, uh, Thompson and Kindred on the eastern side of the state showed up well. What was it last year about the Betty that made it such a good year for that to get back in the rotation? I know the Monet State Dome is undergoing some renovation, so they moved it back to Grand Forks this year. But what was it about that experience being so close to home? Where normally, Jason, you're either you know in, in Minot it seems like, or or somewhere in between playing. You You know, these games, and you don't have to stay in your own bed, so to speak, like you got to last year a little bit.
1: Yeah, you know, it was kind of funny. Last year, our regional and state tournaments were actually our closest games of the year. (laughs) You know, when when you're only going seven, eight miles instead of whatever it may be. You know, in some cases, two hours away. I mean, it was a big difference. But to me, the best part was just the atmosphere and that electric feel and, and, and kind of putting the crowd back right on top of the floor. That was a lot of fun. I mean, you could just feel the electricity in the in the uh, the Inglested last year, the Betty. It, it was just a fun situation. There's a lot of people packed house. If anything, they probably had to turn people away. And, you know, sometimes in these larger venues, the floor gets a little bit further away from the crowd. Well, here, they're right on top of you. And I, I really thought that was a lot of fun. At times, hard to communicate maybe, but you know what? I'd take that any day for a good, loud, crazy crowd.
0: I know you got teams of Grafton, Midway, Minto, and Parker at Fortville, Lincoln that you got to worry about within your region from the regular season and once you get to that region tournament. But if we take a look at the state, Jason, have you felt like Class B girls basketball does have some parity in it? I mean, Kindred is obviously probably this year a uh, number one because they haven't lost and being the defending champs. You got Langdon, a team that went to state last year. I know Trenton and Kidder County also squads that went to state like your team last year that are in the top 10. But do you feel like uh, from a State standpoint that there's some parity going into you know week number eight, so to speak, of of the regular season right now.
1: Yeah, it sure seems like there is. You know, uh, like you said, Kindred Langdon, they're two teams that have you know continued the success that they uh, have or built upon it, and they got the size to go along with it. But you know, we don't know a ton about the teams West, but like you said, Trenton are still continuing on their success, and at the same time, everybody it seems like is getting knocked off once or twice here and there. So. I think that's good for basketball, you know, it's, uh, it's fun, and I'm not taking anything away from Kindred, who's just phenomenal, or Langdon, who just, I mean, their teams are so great, but I think people enjoy watching games when they know that the opponent has, you know, a chance, you know, at least there's an opportunity for them where they can maybe knock these teams off, and that makes a big difference, it makes uh, basketball grow in a lot of different areas of the state, instead of just in those, you know, kind of major four areas.
0: Last thing for you, Jason, before you let you go, just in your region specifically, I know you kind of made mention of Midway, Minto, and Park River 4, Lankin, and, and Grafton. So what's it going to take to get through the regular season? And then ultimately, you're just like a super region. There is some uh, regions that still have the district part, but you have the super region and want to get a seed to earn a buy into the quarterfinals. Uh, what's it going to take to kind of go through this region uh, of region two this year with some quality clubs?
1: Well, it's definitely tough. You know, obviously, Grafton is, you know, just a great team. We felt like last year they maybe uh, had a little bit better squad than we did. And they knocked us off early in the year, and we were fortunate enough to to beat them in the region championship last year. And, you know, they graduated one girl, and they got some other girls coming back who uh, filled those roles a lot. We'll put it this way a six foot three (laughs) girl that starts form. You know, she's a big, good player that runs up and down the floor. So, definitely everything's kind of going through grasping at this point um, with all the talent they have. But as you mentioned, you know, the Midway Mintos and, and some of those other schools, even Mayport, who we play later this week, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, just, you just can't let up. If you show up and play your B game at any given time, you could get knocked off. Heck, last night we played um, out in Laramore, and in the first quarter it was, a, I remember if it was a tie game or within two, three points. It's just a situation where they showed up fired up, ready to go, and we come out a little sluggish. And you know, things can happen and on any given night.
0: Hey, Jason, as always, I appreciate your time. I, I hope to speak with you down the line at a state tournament somewhere because that means I know the Thompson-Tommy faithful doesn't have to make too far of a trek, but I know you got to worry about Mayport, CG, Kindred, and alongside Grafton coming up. So best of luck in the next couple of games and throughout the rest of the season, Coach, okay? i
1: appreciate it, Chase.